Well, hello, this is Bob Ray, and welcome to another episode of Love Like a River, where we examine the statements and expressions of the God of the Old and New Testaments with the goal of discovering the practical applications of those words for our lives today. Our topic in this broadcast is Give Us This Day Our Daily Bread, Praying for Our Daily Needs. So as you know, we've been going through the disciples' prayer where Jesus was asked by the disciples to teach them how to pray. He responded by giving them the famous prayer, which many people call the Lord's Prayer, but it's really the disciples' prayer because they said, teach us how to pray. He gave them the template, the format. It's the disciples' prayer. It belongs to them. It belongs to us. And now we've come to that portion of the prayer because we're taking it segment by segment. We've come to that portion of the prayer where it says, give us this day our daily bread. And for those of you who may be new to our uh, in teachings, instruction, podcast. Um, we're looking at Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. And we're also, like in this episode, we'll be looking at Luke chapter 11, where the parallel version is found, Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. Both of those prayers have these words, give us this day our daily bread, an instruction from Jesus to the disciples about praying for our daily needs. So to start us off, I have two questions. Number one, what do you need on a daily basis? If you were to take out a sheet of paper and answer that question, what do you need on a daily basis? What would you write? Food, clothes, shelter, money, car, home, apartment. Everybody has a list that would be similar yet different. But what do you need on a daily basis? Second question, do you ask God for those needs on a regular daily basis? So first question asks you what those needs are. Second question, do you specifically ask God for those needs? Because that's what this section of the disciples' prayer is all about. With this podcast, we're looking at that part where Jesus instructs his disciples to pray for something on a daily basis. Matthew 6, verse 11 says, give us this day our daily bread. Those words include three things. Number one, a request, give us. Uh, secondly, a very specific time frame, this day, today. And thirdly, a specific item, item specific, daily bread. Give us this day daily bread. Seems pretty straightforward. Seems pretty clear. The question will always be, do we do that? We'll get into that later. But let's look at these three components. It's very straightforward. A request, that's what prayer is. Give us something. We're crying out to God. And uh, what becomes a little more specific here is the time frame. This isn't some prayer way off in the future. This is, I need this today. This is time specific today, this day. And the item listed here, daily bread. Now, is that something that you consistently or, um, you know, significantly have in the front of your thoughts that you need your daily bread? You know, for us here in the West, I'm broadcasting from Los Angeles, California, 
we don't really have too many worries about daily bread. And yet Jesus is saying, you should pray for your daily bread. So is there anything more basic than food? Even though we don't have too many concerns about that in the West, there's multitudes of people in the world where that is an issue. And actually for every single person in the world, your daily food is an issue. If you didn't have that food, you would die. Uh, I think the statistics are that if you don't have air, it'd take you about three minutes to die. If you didn't have water, um, there's a period of time where after, I think it's three days, you really begin to deteriorate. And food, sometimes you can last up to three weeks or longer, but there's a very specific time period uh, for, for water, for food, for air. But in this instance, we're talking about daily consuming food. And that is one of the most basic things out there. Now, um, let me ask that question again, and then I want to give you a different answer. Is there anything more basic than our daily bread, than our daily food? Do you know that Job, Moses, and Jesus would all say, yes, there's something more basic? Let me read their answers. In Job chapter 23, verse 12, Job says, I have not departed from the command of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Job is saying God's word is more necessary than food. Moses in Deuteronomy chapter eight says this, God humbled you and let you be hungry and he fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know. This was the food that the Jews ate in the wilderness. God provided heavenly food for them. It was physical food. He provided that he might make you understand that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by everything that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. So here's a second witness. Moses is saying there is something more basic than your daily bread. He even mentions it. You do not live by your bread alone, but man lives by everything that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. Now, it's interesting when the manna came, God gave provision for every day of the week. Um, on, on the, the, the Sabbath day, they didn't go out and get it because the day before they actually gathered two days portions. But it was interesting. The food was per day. It was for each day. So there's a real strong point here that we should be seeking this supply on a daily basis. The question before us right now is, is that the actual physical food or are we talking about spiritual food? Now, let's move on to what Jesus said about this question in Matthew chapter four, it's the example of him being in the wilderness, being tempted by the devil. And he answered the devil um, when he was being tempted to turn uh, stones into bread. Again, the subject of bread. He said, it is written in chapter four, verse four, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So Job, Moses, and Jesus all spoke of something greater than human food, greater than bread, the words of God's mouth. 
And I believe that we should pray for and receive God's word on a daily basis. That's why I wanted to take the time to ask this question, what is he talking about? Is he talking about physical bread or is he talking about the spiritual bread of heaven, God's word? Because here we have Moses, Jesus, and Job saying that there is something more important than physical bread. But that moves us to the question of what is Jesus asking us to do here? What is he saying? Is he saying that we should ask for God's word? Some commentators would say yes. Some commentators would say he's talking about the bread of heaven. So is he saying that we should pray for the bread of heaven? Or is he talking about the bread of earth? Or is he talking about both? I do not believe that God would say it's a bad thing for us to pray for his word. No, we should pray and ask for his word, the bread of heaven. But in this instance, where Jesus is teaching his disciples about prayer, I believe that Jesus is speaking about our natural, earthly, daily need for food. Now, to cover all bases, when we pray, we should be thinking about God's word, but we should also be thinking about our physical needs, our physical bread. And I believe in this instance, this is what Jesus is instructing us to do. And here are my reasons for this thinking. First of all, if we look at who Jesus was and how he interacted with people, Jesus was always very concerned about the practical needs of the people around him. On numerous occasions, he fed the masses with real bread. He fed his disciples. He fed the masses. He didn't give them some fake bread. He gave them real bread. He knew and understood the value of nourishment to the human body. He understood that need for nourishment and he provided for it. So when I look at Jesus, I see a very practical man. Also, He's about to send these disciples out into the world on the largest mission that mankind has ever been sent on. And he knew that his followers would have practical, physical, daily needs. And I believe that with this instruction, he's letting them know that he wants them to bring those practical daily needs to the Father through prayer. He's saying, guys, you have needs, you will have needs, and here is the pattern, here is the instruction, ask for your daily needs, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread, why, because you will have daily needs he wants them to bring those practical needs to the Father. This prayer addresses other practical needs. Here's another reason why I believe it's the physical practical bread, because he deals with other practical issues. He talks about forgiveness, which is definitely a daily need. If people go around with unforgiveness and grow bitterness, that is a real practical issue. So he talks about forgiveness. He talks about temptation. How many of you have been tempted? Temptation is a, a regular daily occurrence. The enemy comes after us and we are tempted at various times. That's a real practical issue. And Jesus instructed them on that, as we'll find in our coming 
sessions. He also spoke of evil, being delivered from evil. Evil's all around us. And, and Jesus said, in your prayers, pray about temptation, pray about forgiveness, pray about evil. So these are practical things. And that's why I believe he's talking about earthly, physical bread for our physical bodies, because Jesus is one who takes care of the practical needs of his people. Lastly, there's a parallel section of scripture. We, we've been covering the disciples' prayer in the book of Matthew, but over in Luke, we find the same scenario where uh, the, it's a retelling of the same request to learn how to pray. But there's an interesting thing in chapter 11. After the actual prayer, Jesus then goes on to tell two stories. And I'd like us to look at these illustrations that he uses because he answers the question by using food items, food illustrations, illustrations that talk about real bread. So when I wonder what type of bread he's talking about, listen to these stories that come right on the heels of the Lord's Prayer in Luke chapter 11. So, um, Again, uh, the section of scripture, chapter 11 of Luke, verses 1 through 13, okay? 1 through 13 is where you should look, and what you'll find there is in verse 1, it's the same request. The disciples say, Lord, teach us how to pray. Then, in verses 2 through 4, Jesus teaches the disciples. Now, the reason I didn't use this section is the prayer that's recorded here is smaller and shorter than the one in Matthew. Matthew is a more complete listing of what Jesus gave the disciples. And here in Luke, Luke just recounts part of the prayer, but part of it is the same, give us this day our daily bread. Then he goes on after the prayer, after Jesus's instructions, he follows it up in verses 5 through 13, with two stories. One that will illustrate our necessity to be persistent in prayer, that we need to continue to pray. It's not a pray one time, one and done. It is persist, continue, do it regularly, do it consistently, do it daily. And then there's a second story he tacks on, about the goodness of the Father. Who is it that we're praying to, and what's his attitude in responding to our prayers? So listen to these two stories, and then we'll come back and discuss them. So in verse 5, Jesus said, suppose that one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has come to me from a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And from inside, that man answers and says, do not bother me. The door's already been shut. My children are in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will get up and give him 
as much as he needs. So I say to you, listen to Jesus's words here, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks and keeps on asking receives, and he who seeks and keeps on seeking finds, and to him who knocks and keeps on knocking, it will be opened. Verse 10, it will be opened. Jesus is telling the disciples right after he gives them the disciples' prayer, he's giving them an illustration of how to apply it. He's saying apply it with persistence. This first story tells us to persist in prayer. And look at the illustration. He talks about a man that goes to a neighbor. This is like us going to God. And it says that his first request is rebuffed. Do you sometimes pray and it seems like God says no to you? Well, look at what Jesus says. He says, keep knocking because the guy doesn't want to get out of bed. The guy doesn't, you know, answer right away. But it says in verse eight, because of his persistence, this is Jesus, God on earth, telling you and me how to pray persistently. What is persistence? It is to stick with it. It's tenacity. It's don't let go. It's like a dog with a bone. Just do not stop until you get it. Because look what he says in verse nine, his, his words, this is Jesus, our Lord and master telling us, ask and it'll be given. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it'll be opened. And the, the verb tenses here, th this is an active asking, an active seeking, an active knocking. And Jesus is saying, if you'll do this, if you'll ask and keep asking, if you'll seek and keep seeking, if you'll knock and keep knocking, it'll be opened. He says in both 9 and 10, the door will be open to you. What you're asking for, you will receive if you are persistent. Persistent. Look that word up. Meditate on that word. Think about it. Ask yourself on a scale of 1 to 10. How persistent are you? Are you a one and you give up easily? Or are you a 10 and you just take hold and you, you won't let go? But if you're anywhere else, if you're a three, a four, or a five, we all have room to grow. And in prayer, this is one of those areas where you and I can grow. Now, let's look at the next part of the story here, the second story that Jesus tells, right on the heel of telling us to be persistent, he talks about the Father. It's verses 11, 12, and 13. Let me read. Now, suppose one of you fathers is asked by his son for a fish. He will not give him a snake instead of a fish, will he? Or if he asks for an egg, he'll not give him a scorpion, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, this is interesting. He's giving us the illustration of a father and a child. And the child says to his dad, you know, oh, I'm hungry. Give me a fish. You know, a lot of times they carry these little sardines uh, size fish 
um, as a snack or a small lunch. And I could see the father and the son walking along. And then the son says, oh, dad, I'm hungry. You know, let me have one of those little sardines, one of my favorite sardine in a sardine in a, you know, I can't say it wasn't a can, but a sardine in a bag. And uh, so Jesus says, if the son asked that, do you think the father would reach over and pick up a snake and hand that to his son? Or would he give him what he asked for? the little sardine fish? Would he give him something to eat, something that would help his health? Whereas a snake can kill you, the fish gives life. And he's telling us this story because he wants us to look at the father-son relationship. And in the end, he parallels that to the heavenly father and us as his children. Look at the next one in verse 12. He says, if he asks for an egg, which gives life and would give health will he give him a scorpion is that the kind of god we serve that you're going to ask for bread and he's going to throw evil at you because he says this father's asked for an egg what do you think he's going to give the boy an egg or is he going to give him a scorpion something that can sting him and kill him if you then being evil know how to give good gifts see jesus answers the question of course he doesn't give a snake of course a good father doesn't give a scorpion he gives what's asked for if he asks for a fish he gets a fish if he asks for an egg he gets an egg and he then he points it at us he turns his focus right on us and says if you being evil okay we're fallen sinful creatures if you in that state know how to give good gifts to your children how much more do you think your heavenly father, that holy, pure, good God, is going to give you good gifts? And you, you might wonder in verse 13 why he's, it says that your father will give you the Holy Spirit. What's the very best gift God could give? It's himself. And who is the Holy Spirit? God in our midst. Jesus in the Gospel of John talked about coming to us and the holy spirit the father the son and the holy spirit would make their abode within us read in in the gospel of john in chapters 14 15 in that range right in there when jesus is talking about making his home within us that happens through the work of the holy spirit and here jesus is saying how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, what's significant about that is when the Holy Spirit comes and he's with us, God with us, what do you think he's going to teach us to do? He's going to teach us how to pray. He's going to teach us what to ask for. He's going to help us be persistent in our praying. So if you are a believer, if you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, ask God to help you become more persistent in prayer. God will give good gifts to those who ask him. As I said, the Holy Spirit is the greatest gift that God could give to us. And with him abiding in us, helping us to believe and helping us to pray, wow, what more could we receive from God? Jesus here is telling us he wants us to ask. He wants us to seek. He wants us to knock. He wants us to pray persistently. And he wants us to know that the Father, is a good father. He's a good father. He will give us what we ask for. So we are to pray, Father, give us this day our daily bread. And I would challenge you to ask for both your spiritual bread and your physical bread. 
ask him for what you need. Go back to my very first question. Get out a piece of paper and write down what your daily needs are. And then begin to pray that list on a daily, regular basis. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you be consistent, to be persistent. Ask him for all that you need today in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. All right. Well, that's it for today's show. Thank you for spending time with us. We know that you have many listening options, so we appreciate your decision to spend time with us today. Join us next time as we examine the subject of forgiveness. The Lord's Prayer leads to a section where he talks about forgiveness, and that's what we'll be looking at next time. This is your host, Bob Ray, wishing you the best of God's wisdom and a deeper discovery of his love for you.